You are listening to the Willpower Podcast. Welcome to the show. I am Will Holdren, and I talk with some of the most influential CEOs, entrepreneurial leaders, and thought leaders to try and reveal the secrets that has led to their success. I believe that with the right knowledge and mindset, you can do anything you set your mind to. So if you want to learn how to change your life for the better, if you want to learn how millionaires actually became wealthy, or if you want to develop and start your own business from the ground up with the right knowledge to help you, then you are in the right place because this is the Willpower Podcast. How's it going, everyone? My name is Will Holdren. I am the host of the Willpower Podcast. Today, we have an amazing, amazing guest. His name is Jason Ciano. And guys, Jason is actually an advisor to Game Changers. He's also a retail real estate expert, a wellness executive. He's also helped propel brands to new heights, such as Chipotle and Starbucks. So if you're working with brands like that, you must be doing something right. So I'm absolutely amazed that he's on here with us and very super blessed to have him on. So first and foremost, Jason, thank you so much for joining me today. My man, thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm really excited to get to know you more. And uh hopefully uh, inspire some folks in, in your community. My pleasure. I'm sure you're definitely going to do that. And so starting out, I want to ask you a question that I pretty much ask all of my guests. So in your scenario, obviously you're super successful, super busy. So what is your why and why are you going out onto podcasts like these to kind of go out and, and share your story and your mission? Yeah. So, you know, I lost my mom when I graduated uh, college. I lost her to cancer. And uh, believe it or not, I lost my dad two weeks ago. Okay. So this is the first podcast I'm doing where I'm officially parentless. And I say that because, you know, I my life changed drastically when I lost my mother and I was just starting out in business. And it being in the, you know, my primary role really is commercial real estate advisory across the country today. And the industry is full of people that basically will not only stab you in the back, but stab you in the front. And as I started to become more successful in the industry, I just wanted to do the opposite. So that's really what inspired me to create my own company, Sabre, um, after being in the business already for plus or minus, call it 11 years before I started Sabre. Um, so we're all about, you know, really doing the things that I didn't see, uh, you know, done elsewhere and helping, uh, you know, create positive vibes and, and help young people in the industry. And, and, you know, I say all of that to say it's all about impact. So I'm very purpose driven and I'm really trying to, you know, help other people um, maybe have it a little bit easier than I do. Yeah. Well, I, uh, that's a, an amazing, amazing past, amazing mission that you're going out there trying to help out people. Like you said, there's not a lot of people out there, especially in the business world that really generally want to help people and make a difference out there. You know, mentors are always needed for, especially for younger people. Um, I'm sorry to hear about your parents and I really do appreciate you coming onto my podcast as the first one, you know, coming back from that. So definitely don't take that lightly. Um, so yeah, man, I mean, going forward, when did you officially start out in entrepreneurship? Like, this is something that you had growing up or was this something that you developed later on in life or did you always have that entrepreneurship bug or when did that first start out for you? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I was always like a, a young hustler. I'm in New York and, you know, I was selling blow pops to my friends in like seventh grade, you know, I don't so, uh Always had that entrepreneurial mindset. You know, my my family was in the automobile business. Uh, so I basically grew up on the showroom floor of a car dealership. Uh, so, you know, that sales energy was uh, was around me from from, you know, a very young age. So I also was always fascinated with money. You know, when I was young, I was just, you know, trying to figure out ways to get as much money that, you know, cash that I could put into a, a wallet that, you know, I think my father gave me at a young age. Um, so my wheels were always spinning. And yeah, from there, I mean, I just uh, been fascinated with different businesses being in the real in the retail real estate side of the real estate industry has afforded me the opportunity to really get close to some amazing founders that you mentioned earlier, like Steve Ells from Chipotle. Um, so I, after landing the Starbucks account early in my career in New York uh, and exclusively representing Starbucks for 18 years, which really established, you know, who I am as a, as a retail real estate professional um, and then discovering Chipotle while, while traveling visiting friends on the West Coast in the early 2000s, and then ultimately bringing them uh, into my market and designing the strategy uh, and, and executing the strategy for them. Be uh, associated with, you know, somebody like Steve Ells, the founder of Chipotle, and being in site tours, you know, with him at a young age was something that I just, you know, was became addicted to. And since, you know, I've done that with many companies from the, their inception, like you're Black Center, Orange Theory Fitness, uh, Solid Core, not at the inception, but about, you know, six, seven locations in. Uh, we've developed, we're at about 110 studios for them now across the country. Uh, and, the, you know, the list goes on. So I am very fortunate to be able to work directly with the founders and the C-suite uh, of some of the best concepts in the country. Yeah, that's amazing. And it's a, it's a pretty cool background as well. Like you said, you're doing some stuff in sales. You were selling lollipops right at a young age. So you got to have that entrepreneurship bug going with you. And it's pretty cool how you transition over time from business to business to eventually getting into what you're doing now with retail real estate. So I'm kind of curious, why did you decide to go into retail real estate out of all the ways to get into real estate? Because obviously a lot of people want to do residential, multifamily. So retail is kind of like a different side of it. So what made you drawn into that side of real estate? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, so before I was actually in the real estate business, I had two quick jobs essentially out of college um actually i'll say a third job which was more of a hobby for me so the job hobby was i was a nightclub promoter and a dj so i would do that you know in the evenings but my day job my first job out of college in new york city was i was an assistant buyer for prada for men's uh men's fashion so prada and miu miu um and that was because, well, I've always been into fashion and self-expression, um, and it goes hand in hand with, you know, my creativity as uh, as a DJ and being in the nightclub space. Uh, and then from there, I, I, I left that job to do online advertising for, again, a short amount of time. Uh, and then ultimately, you know, after I started to really deal with the loss of my mother around that time, I was like, I need to get into an industry that I can see myself establishing a career in long-term. 
that quickly became real estate. But as I started to explore the, the different categories of real estate, based on the things I just said, I gravitated right to retail real estate. I didn't even really understand at the time that like actual people owned shopping centers or owned buildings in towns and cities. And, it, you know, I always, it's something I didn't even think about, to be honest. And I'm sure a lot of people on this that are listening to this podcast, you know, aren't thinking about it the way that I think about it now, where yeah. I can go out and buy this shopping center and put in Starbucks and Chipotle and, you know, all of these different, really exciting. That's what basically set me down the path of retail real estate, ultimately with the goal of building a portfolio of my own. Uh, and along the way, I've invested in real estate and continue to, and that's a big priority for me, but I, I've also inf invested in emerging brands. Um, which is awesome because, you know, at this stage of my life, I'm getting calls from people that are saying, you know, listen, you need to talk to uh, my friend XYZ that's the founder of this concept. And, you know, so all of those things go hand in hand now. And I just feel super blessed that I'm able to do all these things. Yeah. And that to me is the true value of entrepreneurship, right? Just like in your story, you kind of evolved from business to business and eventually you got into retail real estate. I think a lot of people, especially early in their 20s, they expect to like commit to a business for like the rest of their life. When in reality, that's really not how it's going to work. Right? Each business you go into is really going to be a stepping stone. You're going to learn more and more from each business that you do. Take all those skills with you until you really find that niche, no matter what time that comes in your life. Just like how you found, you know, retail real estate a little bit later on. Um, and obviously, you're you're absolutely crushing it right now. Oh, no, I appreciate it. You know, I'm a 23-year overnight success. Right. Um so, you know, like, like most, you know, athletes that we all admire, it's like, you know, people or, or musicians, rappers, whatever it is, it's like, you know, people like to just assume that, you know, people, uh, you know, made it big overnight. And, and I, I know a lot of very successful people in, in all different industries. Um, and I will say that, you know, the common thread with really, really uber successful, high performing individuals is that relentless, you know, get after it attitude and getting punched in the face constantly all day and building up resilience and grit and mental, um, you know, mental toughness, essentially, which I think is the biggest quality that you need in, in, in being an entrepreneur. Uh, yeah. Over the years, I've really stepped up my health and fitness game. Uh, you know, I, I spend a lot of time in the, in the fitness wellness space, uh, in business, in my career, helping brands that, you know, are, are basically dedicated to healthy uh, living and with the people that I meet, you know, the founders of these companies, um, I'm just like admiring how, uh, how they're operating. And then I incorporated it to my life, which, you know, allows me to actually take on more and, you know, be, become uh, fitter, healthier, uh, uh, more mentally tough. You know, one of the things, well, two things I, I'll say that in the last two years that have changed my life entirely that have, allowed me to unlock uh, a different level of playing the, the entrepreneurship game, uh, indulging uh, quite a bit like most people do at that stage of the game. Um, but I carried that on through, you know, starting a family, starting companies, you know, and it was always a crutch for me where if I was under a lot of stress, I it was an excuse for me to be able to go home, have a drink, uh, you know, go socialize with friends, have a, a bunch of drinks. And I only realized later on in life that that was setting me back because 
feeling that you have when you're clear, if you're not drinking alcohol or using substances for several days, you're like, wow, I feel great. Now imagine if you do that for several years, you're never off, right? You're like constantly at the top of your game. There's no moment in my day where I'm feeling like shit. So, you know, that's one thing. And then the second thing, obviously the fitness side, but uh, ice baths and contrast therapy, saunas, you know, heavy, heavy into that space. Jumped into an ice bath this morning outside in New York. It was 32 degrees when I jumped in my ice bath. And outside, you know, the water temperature, obviously cold as well. Um, and when I do shit like that, you do hard things. It's like there's nothing you can't do, you know, throughout your day, right? So those are some tips you guys to incorporate into your life to, again, un unlock those levels. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, when you start doing hard stuff, they're usually for the better. You know what I mean? So you just got to push yourself to those limits, experience those hard things and get used to overcoming hard things. And that's what you just said about entrepreneurship is being relentless, being able to get punched in the face and keep getting up. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. My favorite, one of my favorite lines is easy decisions, tough life, tough decisions, easy life, right? Because if you're actually doing hard things, it's going to help you grow so much. And the people used to like dream about being associated to when you become this higher version of yourself are just attracted to you. You no longer need to go out and seek these people out. They find you. And that's everything. It doesn't lead. It follows, right? Like all of the, if you work, the one thing I've learned over the last two, two plus decades in business and personal development is if you truly work hard on yourself, right? Like everything else just happens simultaneously, organically. It's amazing. Like it, yeah. it, it cliche and you hear a lot of people say it, but when you actually do that shit, it's amazing what happens. Yeah. I love that. And, um, you know, one of the things I want to touch on again is the, when you're talking about how, when you get stressed out in life back when you were younger, you used to like have a social drink or whatever, it could kind of ease that kind of pain. And I see so many people, because I just graduated college as well. So you definitely know that's going on in college, right? And so you definitely see that. And just so you're talking about, it's so important to be able to find something to do after you're going through the, those stressful times that's healthy for you, right? Whether it's getting down, doing some pushups, maybe reading, something like that. But it's so important to just find something to kind of take over that stress for you. Um, and so I'm kind of curious, like going back into your story, I mean, do you, do you drink anymore? Like, how do you, like, what do you currently do to kind of handle that stress other than drinking? What'd you kind of put in the place for that? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's funny because I have no interest in drinking because of what I just described. Um, right. but no, I don't drink and I don't think I'll ever have another drink for the rest of my life. Uh, there's zero upside. Um, and again, if you look at the highest performing people, I think in the world, they just don't drink. There's no reason to be off your game, right? Again, if you're trying to really master things, right? If you're trying to truly be great, you can't afford to be off your game. And that's a concept that I didn't realize. I wish I learned it at your age. And that's why I'm telling you guys this. Yeah. Um, unfortunately for me, I learned it in my mid forties. Uh, and you know what? And I still think it's going to give me a major advantage moving forward. Um, I deal with stress by doing hard things. So I have a, you know, a, a, a non-negotiable list of things that I do throughout my day. I set myself up for success in the morning. I try to get in an ice bath, you know, every morning. If I can't, you know, I'll still do the other things. I get a workout in first thing in the morning, no matter what time that is. 
Um, and then from there, you know, it kind of sets me up for success through the rest of my day. Um, I think that sleep PRs are underrated. Like again, when I was your age, I, I barely slept and I was proud of that. And then when I was starting my businesses and having my children and all the things I, I slept like shit. And it was like that hustler mentality, like, you know, love Gary Vaynerchuk and, and have spent time with Gary and he's inspired me and taught me how to, you know, use a vlog to grow my business from a New York business to a national business, all these things. But, you know, back in 2015, 2016, I was so proud to be this, you know, hustler, like, let's grind, let's go 24-7 mentality. And it's taken me a long time to transition to really that CEO mindset where, you know, you really need to protect your energy. And it's not only about working hard, it's about working on things that are productive, right? So right. you could the same amount of time, you know, working your ass off. And, you know, working in a very strategic, mindful way uh, and, and get a lot further by by focusing on things that are important. And I'm starting to finally learn how to do that as a New York hustler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I think that's something that's going to take a lifetime to learn. You know what I mean? I don't think it's something you just jump into and learn it the next day. It's like, like you said, it's, it's a really a process, especially for people that are hustlers and grinding every single day. Like, it's a hard thing. To really yeah. develop into their business. That's all they know is hustling and grinding, you know? So, but like you said. It's funny because I talked to the, one of the dry bar founders uh, who's a client and like, you're the first person to respond to an email. You're the first person to be at a meeting. You're the last person to leave the office and all of those things, because, you know, that's a quality that you need to become super successful. But there's seasons to your career, right? Like if you're, if I was operating the same way that I was at your age today, I probably wouldn't be able to take my business to the next level, right? Like I'd be almost, you know, my own worst enemy where I'm just like grinding so hard that I'm not actually paying attention to strategic growth and strategy on what we need to do in order to exit in 10 years or whatever the goal is, which I help my clients do, right? Like for me, it's the minute that I meet somebody that has a business, I'm like, okay, well, what are your goals? You know, how do we reverse engineer them to get there? And sometimes the hustler who's building their own business like myself is not thinking about that the same way in my own business as I am helping, you know, my clients, right? So there's all different types of things that we have to be mindful of, you know, being wired that way. Very tough for me to take my foot off the gas. I don't know what a vacation is. Even if I go, to, I'm sitting there with my family. I'm just relocating to the beach. I'm not like stopping and, you know, my brain doesn't shut off. Right. Yeah. And I, I can relate to that as well. Um, yeah. And so kind of turn back into your personal story. You said you work with these, you know, high level CEOs like Starbucks, like Chipotle, these kinds of people. So are you just coaching these people or what are you exactly doing with these CEOs? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm designing their real estate strategy and executing right. it, right? But in addition to the real estate side of things, you know, we help with all things business scaling. So that could be, you know, construction, that could be legal, that could be uh, permitting and approvals, like all of the things, capital raising. We have to do all of that because if we, all of those pieces aren't in place for a company, we're not going to have the resources we need in order to open new locations. So, you know, that's the core business uh, at Sabre is we help 
emerging concepts or concepts that are in their earlier stages of growth. Now, we, we also help, happen to help companies that have been around for a long time, but I would say our sweet spot is really being able to help uh, early concepts, um, you know, build the proper foundation for hyper growth. That's awesome. Especially, it's so cool dealing with people that are that high level too and be able to come in there and really impact their business and really just propel them to that next level with their brand, which are huge national brands, right? So that's, that's such a cool feeling. I, I have to pinch myself at this point to be able, when I rattle off the companies that I've worked with and the companies that I continue to work with, you yeah. know, it's, I'm like, you know, I'm just proud of the fact that I've, I've gotten to a place in my life. We always do the right thing by our client. It's not about the money for us. And most brokers will say that, but they don't actually act that way. They're just trying to put a square peg into a round hole. I look at the term broker almost as offensive. I am the financial advisor in a lot of ways to these C-level executives and founders. I'm trying to help them build their business as strong and big as it possibly can be built. I'm not just trying to find them a vacant space to move their business into. It's way bigger than that. It's all about the, the macro strategy and then boiling it down to, you know, bite-sized steps for us to get there. Yeah. And real quick, guys, before we go on to the next subject, I want to talk to you guys about a way that can really help you guys, you know, maintain great energy and also an amazing focus during the day. And it's a lot healthier than coffee. I recently came across, it's this company called Magic Mind. And what Magic Mind does is a variety of things, but mainly it's going to give you sustained energy. It's going to help you reduce your stress. And it's also going to help you relax and focus during the day, which is amazing. Um, it's got really healthy ingredients in it as well. One of the ones I want to talk about is an ingredient called Lion's Mane Mushroom. And this actually helps you to balance your mood and also improv cognition. Uh, I've been using it for about a week now. I can already tell the differences in my own work schedule while I'm doing my podcast, my other businesses. And it's really helped me um, throughout the day. And so guys, going into 2024, it's a great way to help you guys crush your resolutions by staying fully focused. Um, you can get one month free when you subscribe for three months. Just use the code willpower20. Click on the link below to use that code and you're going to actually get an extra 20% off, which gets you to 75% off on your subscription. So you guys take advantage of this, start your year off strong and go check out Magic Mind and um, start using it. Yeah. And so walk me through that first big client that you were first able to get with your business. I mean, what was that feeling? Because like? obviously, like you said, there's a lot of ups and downs. These businesses, people stab you in the back all the time. It's a grind, right? You get punched in the face, you got to get back up. So what was that feeling when you first got that first big client? And who was that? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I was in the business for two years, barely made any progress, any traction, was just learning my territory that I covered at the time, uh, which was, I mean, you know, I just lost my mother. 9-11 um, happened, you know, in New York. Right. So it was like these my, I lost my mother in November of 2000. 9-11 happened in, in 2001. Jeez. Um just a crazy time all the way around. There's so much going on in New York. Um, and it was, it was really depressing, you know, to, to be real, you know? And so I'd go out and I'd knock on businesses doors and I would, you know, study my mar market as much as possible. And I uh, made some relationships with some small mom and pop businesses, a nail salon, a cell phone store, a tanning salon at the time. Uh, and I started to make some headway working with those companies, but you know, I had deals that were close to getting executed and then they died. 
um, and, and a senior level broker at the company I worked for asked me if I wanted to come with him to pitch Starbucks. And I was like, yeah, I would love that. Absolutely. Thank you. I don't know why you're asking me because I don't know anything about, you know, how to help them. Right. Uh, but on that pitch with him and we got into the room with uh, five very high level Starbucks executives. It was the most intimidating thing, intimidating meeting I've ever been in my life. And so much so that this gentleman who'd been in the business for call it 20 years at that time, completely clammed up and couldn't even get words out. He was completely like, I'm not even kidding you, having like a panic attack in the middle of a meeting and I had no choice but to chime in. And I said, if I may, and I spoke about the company that I worked for, I didn't speak about myself because there was nothing I could tell them that would give them any confidence. And I told them about the different types of clients that the company represented in this capacity. And we left the meeting and I turned to this, you know, older, older broker in my office. And I said, you know, I think you just killed my career, man, because there's no way in hell that we're going to live. And he's like, I'm so sorry. You know, I, I, I don't know what happened to me. And uh, we get back to the office and my boss, who's now my business partner, by the way, it's, that's a story for another time. Um, but my boss, uh, you know, said, I, I got a call from Starbucks. I heard what happened. And I'm like, man, I, this is this is terrible. And he said, you know, I got good news and bad news. What do you want? I'm like, both. It is what it is. So he tells us that, you know, obviously, um, you know, the meeting went poorly, uh, which is the bad news. However, they really enjoyed meeting me and they thought that I was, uh, you know, had potential and I was a young person that they had interest in working with so if we came back in and did the entire pitch over with a different senior level broker uh that was more prepared for the meeting they'd love to give me another shot they did um a woman who was one of the best brokers uh, at the time that i'd ever met beth lamport shout out beth uh agreed to do that for me we went back in she's no longer around she passed away so you know i have to give uh, my flowers to her for 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 doing that for me um, and we went in, we wowed them. She was amazing. And they gave me the account, um, which obviously I went on to, to represent them exclusively for 18 years. So, wow. um, did just shy of 200 Starbucks deals throughout New York and New Jersey over that time frame. Um, and I still support them as much as I possibly can. I'm not their exclusive broker anymore. Um, you know, I don't really work on hyper local business anymore. Um, and that's another lesson. Like I learned everything from Starbucks, but that's a full-time job. I could no longer dedicate myself to that full-time job, you know, of, of representing Starbucks properly. Um, so it was time for us to move on part ways. We're still super close. Um, and uh, I learned everything about, you know, how to really execute uh, again on a hyper local basis, which now I'm, you know, nationally focused, but uh, I couldn't have built what I built without them. Right. That's that's incredible. And talk about seizing your moment, right? Stepping in there, not knowing what to expect as a beginner, and then man, just crushing it. Right. So that's that's super cool. You never know it, when you're watching to come. I tell you, much as I hated wearing a suit and tie back in those days, like as a as a young kid, um, you know, just getting started in the industry, like they would I I'll never forget a day and and Dan Shallot from Starbucks Coffee, shout out Dan, who was the person who really gave me the shot. Yeah, of course, yeah. man, I'll be there. What time? And I'd show up in a suit. 
And every time I'd show up, he'd be like, you know, what are you doing? It's Saturday. Like, why are you in a suit? And at the time, I would say, you know, I, I dress for the job that I want, not the dress, not for the job that I have. And it's funny because now it's like so foreign to me because I wear, you know, workout clothing basically 24 hours a day, regardless of who I'm sitting with. Uh, I think I've earned that that ability to do that. But, you know, it just it, it, it I'm just saying that because. You know, sometimes you have to do things you don't want to do in, in order to be able to get to do things that you ultimately want to do. Um, and you have to be prepared and, and put, put your best foot forward every day and seize opportunities like that. Yeah, absolutely. And it definitely panned out, you know, in your story, which is which is cool to see. So before we run out of time, I just got one more question for you. Um, so obviously there's a lot of young entrepreneurs listening to this podcast. You've worked with a ton of high-level CEOs. I mean, you yourself have come so far into what you are now with you and your business. So if you could boil it down to like one or two main tips that you would just give for younger people listening to this that want to get entrepreneurship, want to get in the business, what would you say to them? I would say to go work for the absolute smartest people that you possibly can. And uh, don't worry so much about your compensation in your early years. If you have to go work for Gary Vaynerchuk for free or go work for, you know, these really, really influential people for free, obviously I could list a million of them. Uh, I would highly recommend doing that rather than going and getting a bigger paycheck, being a number at a big corporation. You're not going to learn as much. It'll actually corner you in. Um, I would say to, you know, also focus on developing your personal brand because ultimately uh, you as yourself are a company and you should look at yourself that way. Um, I started doing that many years. Uh, which was very unique for somebody, you know, my age uh, in my industry. Uh, today, it's not so unique, but, um, you know, those types of things. Leverage media as much as possible. Um, you know, personal brand allows you to do that for sure. Um, and, yeah, become a media company. Awesome. I love that. All great tips right there. And uh, before we hop off, is there anything else that you'd like to say? And if people want to reach out to you, how can they go about and find you? Yeah, so I would say to reach out to me uh, on Instagram, Jason Ciano, Jason with a Y, J-A-Y-S-O-N-S-I-A-N-O. Um, you can go to my website, jciano.com. Uh, you can go to Sabre's website, S-A-B-R-E dot life, L-I-F-E. Um, and I love, you know, helping young people as much as people of any age, honestly, um, but I love helping people that actually take uh, feedback and implement it, learn. Um, so I'm here, man. Would love to hear from you guys. Awesome. Fantastic. All right, guys. Well, there you have it. Jason Ciano, thank you so much for joining me today. Knowing how we go, 